ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm your other host, Latan Roland Murphy. We're so glad that you joined us for today's show here on Real Victory Radio, where we're talking about birthing courage. Have you been called to do something wildly exciting and big and feels like just too much for you to even grasp a hold of or just too much for you to believe that you would be called to do? Because there is a very precious woman in the Bible who was called to do something really big at a very young age. And we're going to be talking about birthing courage today. It's our Christmas show, but we wanted to make sure that this show was really something that could be listened to throughout the year because Jesus wasn't just born for Christmas Day and the celebration and the tree and the stockings by the hung by the chimney and all of that. There is something that he wants to do and give to us throughout the year, every day of our lives. And that is to give us all of him, the fullness of his love that we can turn around and share that with other people. And one way that he does that is through helping us to be courageous enough to go out and do the big things that he's called us to do. And today we're going to be talking to Latan about her book, Courageous Women of the Bible, but specifically the chapter on Mary. So fitting to be talking about her in this season. And so we're going to start there and we're going to talk about how we can be encouraged. Our scripture verse is Luke 1, 30 through 33. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and all of his kingdom there will be no end. Luke 1, 30 through 33. Latan, I can't wait to talk about this with you because it was such a monumental chapter in your book for me because I have a lot of stuff inside of me that I know God's called me to do and I need a lot of courage and some days I don't. How do you want to start our conversation? We can certainly (laughs) learn a lot about birthing courage from a woman who actually was given the privilege to birth the son of the, the most high God, Jesus. And we know that it was the sixth month because the book of Luke talks about that. And it tells us that the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee that was named Nazareth. And he, he came to this virgin who was betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. So imagine this couple, this young couple, who are engaged to be married, and now the angel Gabriel comes to this girl and 
tells her that she's going to conceive a child into her womb. She would bear a son and that his name would be called Jesus and that he would be great and that he would be the son of the Most High God. I can't even imagine um, all the emotions that she must have felt, but I believe that when Jesus steps in and we are in the light of his presence because he is the living word, the Word of God is, is such a, a powerful force over us, Amy, that it pushes away any fear and it pushes away all the lies and it opens the way for us to really receive truth. And so God hadn't sent just anybody. You know, some angels like Michael come to protect us and they're, they function as warriors protecting people from Satan's evil forces. And we see those um, uh, those kind of angels mentioned in Daniel and Jude and Revelation. But Gabriel is exclusively presented as a bearer of God's message to man. And in this case, when he came to Mary, he wasn't just coming with any message. He was delivering this message that she was going to be the message bearer. Mm-hmm. She was going to have the word of God literally growing inside her womb for nine months in flesh form. That just overwhelmed my soul when I was writing this chapter. It, it's just an amazing thought to think that it wasn't just a baby there. It was the son of the most high God, as the word has said, but it was also the messenger, the Savior, Emmanuel, the Word of God that would come forth through this young girl's body. So perhaps her innocence was a youth, was just a gift. It was maybe her innocence of youth maybe was just a real gift to her. But, you know, sometimes we can't know the whole story on the front end, how things are going to turn out. We know sometimes that God makes us promises or he will speak to us and tell us that that he wants to use us or that he wants to do something in within us. And like you said earlier in the show, we lack the courage to be able to say yes to God. But I believe that one of the things I learned when I was writing this chapter was that God had picked Mary for a reason. He had picked her. Because perhaps he knew that she would have it within herself to say, let it be to me as you have spoken. And to have that kind of surrendered heart that she would go courageously because she knew that the victory of the world depended upon her obedience. And I was just so touched by the fact that Gabriel's words had been so sure and so direct and that they had left um, – they left Mary first with the questions, including, like, how can this be since I'm a virgin? Like, she definitely had questions, right? And those questions were probably um, laced with a little bit of fear on the front end. And I just try to imagine the light that filled the room. It was a holy presence because Gabriel had been sent as a holy messenger to deliver this message of power to Mary, uh, the light of God in that room must have been unmistakable that she knew this was not a dream. This was not just her hallucinating. She might have felt a little bit in shock. We don't know. We'll, we'll know those things when we get to heaven. I cannot wait to meet her. I can't wait to meet her and to just give her a big hug and say, thank you so much for birthing my courage. 
Oh, I love that so much. And I loved how you said that she was the literal message, message, messenger bearer. She brought forth the message for the world, the good news in Jesus. And I think that one thing that you pointed out that was so important to me as I read this chapter in your book, Courageous Woman of the Bible, was that it is all about a life surrendered to God because she was willing to say yes and to surrender her way. Like she already had all these plans for a wedding and what her life, you know, was going to look like. And all of a sudden, everything changed, everything changed. And I can't imagine what amount of courage and just how humble she was to say, okay, I'm going to lay down my plan and my way to do what you've called me to do because she just, you know, like you said, the light in that room must have been so glorious that it overcame every fear that she had. And she was able to surrender her way. And I know, you know, just like Jesus did later in the garden, he surrendered his way for the greater good and for the joy set before him. What else touched you in this writing of this chapter? Because it's such a powerful chapter. And I feel like God just really gave you some anointed words to share with the listeners today, but also with, you know, the readers of your book, because it's such a beautiful chapter about how we can have courage because of Jesus. Well, you know, that the fact that she was given privilege to carry the fullness of God personified literally in her room, the one who would break off all gender prejudice, racial, pre- racial prejudices, cultural prejudices, um, the one who, whose free gift was for all of us, for men, for women, red, yellow, black, and white. Can you even imagine being in married position, Amy, and knowing that such a thought is not to be taken lightly. Surely Mary New Gable's presence was of a supreme importance. And if the message she'd already given her wasn't enough good news for the day, Gable had more. He actually told her that her relative Elizabeth was in her old age and she had also conceived a son and that she was in the sixth month with her son and um, she had been called barren, and she, and he even goes on to say, for nothing will be impossible with God. And so today, I just really want to drive on the point to the listeners that some of you have, are barren. Some of you have not been able to conceive a child. Some of you have another dream inside your heart that you feel like God has um, held from you, and you really want to see that dream birthed. You you want to have the courage to be obedient, to say, Father, let this thing be as you have said. But fear has overtaken you. And so today I just I think that we just want to encourage our listeners, Amy, that this faith walk is such a trust journey. It's such a journey of surrender and we have so much to learn from Mary, the mother of Jesus, about what real surrender looks like. As you said, she she had big plans, and she had her 
ideas probably of how her life would go. And we can look back to Jewish history and see that every Jewish girl wanted to experience God's blessings. They, they wanted to have a baby. They wanted to have children and be able to produce. That was very, very important in their culture, as it is in ours today. For many of us, we have those dreams of having children of our own. But we can learn from Mary's story and know that God will do the impossible things. And if we'll trust him, he has a way better plan than what we could ever have conceived of. And all we have to do is be willing to surrender to God and say, as Mary said so beautifully in Luke 138, I'm your servant, Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And sometimes that's really hard. It's really hard to surrender. And you ask me, like, what was the thing that meant the absolute most? I think when I was writing this story, the thing that really touched me the most was that my son, my oldest son, had just turned 32, which would have been about the age that Jesus would have been crucified. And so I could put myself in Mary's shoes, what she must have felt like there at the base of the cross, looking up at her son hanging on a cruel Roman cross and knowing that what Gabriel had told her was coming to fruition, maybe in a way that she never conceived of. Maybe this was not the way she had planned the story or thought it would roll out. And yet here she is, even after surrendering her own will to God, she has to watch this terrible, terrible death of her son, knowing, though, that this was not just her son, this was her child. He was not her son, he was her savior. And it just touched me to my core that only God could birth that kind of courage and only God could supernaturally position both Mary and Joseph to parent the savior of the world. And only the almighty God can supernaturally position us, women like you and me, Amy, to be able to leave behind our lives of fear and anxiety for confidence and freedom, especially when God's plan seems so confusing. But God wants to use us, whether we're young or old or somewhere in between, and he will use anybody who has a willing heart to do amazing things. It's amazing. This this whole story, there's so many different angles, but we've all seen the manger um, a million times in our lives. We've, we've placed it in our home at Christmas time. We've seen pageants in our churches that were played, that, that were played uh, where Mary, Joseph, the baby, the animals were all there. And yet we do this deep study, and it just humbles us to our core to see this woman's beautiful surrender and her humility and how she did surrender her whole self over to birth courage for you and I to be able to experience daily courage through all that her son would offer to us. I think that the thing that I am hearing you say to even my heart today is to trust the process, that it really isn't just a one-time surrender thing. It is a lifetime of surrendering our way to his. And in the process of doing these things, in our lives that we're called to do that we need to just trust 
the process. Those were the words that I heard. You didn't even say those words, but that's what I wrote down. Trust the process to trust God in the timing and in the way that he's going to bring it about, because it's not how we think it's going to look. It's not how she thought it was going to look in the beginning or the end. I love how you pointed out that you, you, you don't just stop at birthing courage in the moment of him coming in Jesus coming into this world, but as he died for us as well. Right. That's such right. a and huge part of the story. It is. It's, it's exactly what you said. And she inspires us to act courageously, even when our plans get flip flopped or when our lives seem confusing and unpredictable. Like, um, you know, when, when my husband's business went south several years ago, I wish I'd been courageous enough to say, let it be as you've spoken, because now looking back, I can see now that we're on the other side of it, that God was moving us to birth courage for our future betterment. And where we are today is so much better than where we would have been had we stayed stuck. Um, And so I just want to encourage the listeners that this story of Mary's obedience gets very real when we experience hardships and uncertainties in our lives. And we say to God, God, this was not my plan. I'm struggling to understand your plan. Um, I even put in here a paragraph that I'd like to read to the listeners. The plan God has for each of us looks different than God's plan for Mary, but our willingness to faithfully surrender our lives to God's best plan is every bit as important it takes courage to sell the house go to the mission field move an elderly parent into our home become soul caregivers side downsize become foster parents have another baby or come to grips with not being able to have a baby it takes courage to be the bigger person when we've been wronged to fight for right relationships, to faithfully listen to, for God's voice and follow his leading, to let go of our personal pride. Part of us wants to be surrendered like Mary, saying, let it be, Lord. But the educated, need a written plan, got to fit into our budget, need to have security. Part of ourselves struggles to, to go with God's plan, asking, how can this be? And Mary's surrender left no room for a spirit of entitlement. Sometimes we tell God, don't sign me up for this, Lord, unless you're sure that the ending is going to be a really good one. But God has a better plan, and he just wants us to go with him, because if we go with him, then we are going on the courage path. He will help us. He will never leave us. He will just mold and shape our dreams according to his good plan and purpose. And he will give us peace that passes all understanding. It's just such a blessing. That was one of my favorite uh, paragraphs in that, that whole chapter as well. But you also say on page 128, the story he is writing in your life will be way better than the one you have been working on. And the section that that's in is the courage to live your God story. And Mary does show us exactly how to do that. We can look to her and know that we can trust what you call the courage giver. We can trust the courage giver, Jesus, to 
write our story so much more beautifully than we do. And I loved how you really kept pointing us to surrender and courage and a good ending, even when it doesn't look like what we think it will. What is another area that you really want for us to take away today from this chapter? I just want to give you the last word. We don't have a lot of time left, but I want to give you the just the kind of wrap up of what you want the takeaway to be for people today as we've been talking about real surrender, trusting the process and and really birthing courage. Oh, my goodness. I wish we could gather everybody in at a coffee shop and have coffee and really elaborate on all the meat of this story. But I'm hoping that the listeners will read the chapter, um, that they will really sit in the presence of God and let him speak to them where he wants to birth courage in their individual lives. Mary, I mean, Mary's son is here to help us in processing Uh, just the process of our living. He makes it possible for us to walk faithfully, even when our children are resisting the truth of God. I mean, Mary brought the Savior into the world so that we could worship him. Um, He is every piece of wisdom that we'll ever need. We might feel like big, fat failures right now as mothers, um, but we cannot believe the lies because we've been given the truth. The truth has been birthed through a a sweet girl named Mary who was a poor girl from Nazareth. And if God can birth the Savior of the world through this young girl, imagine what he wants to birth through my life and your life today, Amy. We'll just let him have our, our big fears and lots of insecurities. And if we'll just be determined to surrender our heart and say, Lord, let it be to me as you have said, because I know what you say is better. That is so true. I want to read one last paragraph in your book, and then we're going to pray. And I think we'll be right out of time. On page 131 in this chapter, Birthing Courage, you say, It was at the cross that Mary's true colors would shine brightest, a mother's faithfulness seen in the darkest hour of her child's life. Her child, the light of the world, would shine brighter than ever, crushing death and the grave for me and for you. Today marks a clean slate, giving us the opportunity to purify our hearts Step onto a new path with Almighty God in charge. Carry on, friend. Go courageously. Would you pray us out? Father, thank you so much for this beautiful message for Mary's surrender, for how we can learn from this beautiful young woman to surrender our own lives and our plans, Lord, and our ideas of how we think our lives should go. And, Lord, you are calling us to birth something brand new on a daily basis. Father, I pray for every listener that you will help each one of us, help Amy and I to birth courage in our lives, Lord, to have the courage to surrender to your perfect will and that we will listen to your heart, Lord, and that our will be guided by your spirit, Lord, because we know that your way is the best way. And we just thank you, God, for the message of Mary's story and for her son, Jesus, more importantly than Mary is Jesus, Lord, the one who came 
the one who comes near to our needy hearts, the one who wants to do the good thing in and through us for the world and for his glory. And we thank you, God. Here we are. We are willing. We are ready. We are surrendered. In your holy name we pray, Amen. Amen. Thank you for that beautiful prayer, Latan. And we just want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas. This is our Christmas show this month. And we'll be back next week with our end of the year show. And we have some exciting things planned for that. So join us. And also, we'd love to hear from you at go courageously at realvictoryradio.org. And make sure to check out the Victory Movement over there as you're doing your year end giving. We would love for you to partner with us with the Victory Movement to help keep Real Victory Radio on the air in the new year 2020 and we just want to thank you so much for being a part of what's going on here at real victory radio like i said we would love to hear from you and know that you can go and listen to previous episodes and learn more about what's going on at realvictoryradio.org merry christmas latia merry christmas amy merry christmas everybody Thanks for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.